Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joe Holcraft, coming to you from KKXX Studios. Chico Life Radio, 104.5 FM and AM 930. It is great to have you with us another Monday evening where we continue our reflections into this great call that we have to witness to our faith. Uh, this Monday, we have the opportunity to kind of look towards this upcoming Saturday, January 24th, the Walk for Life West Coast, the 10th annual Walk for Life West Coast, and continue some of our previous reflections on the pro-life topic and so, uh, with that, what I'd like to do is introduce my guests for tonight's program, Mary Waldorf and Denise Marine. They are parishioners of St. John the Baptist Catholic Church. They are both on the front lines of the pro-life cause, so I thought it would be good to have them join me for a conversation to reflect not only into the walk for life itself, but also all of those topics that come up within a conversation when you are talking the stuff of of abortion and pro-choice and pro-life. So uh, with that, uh, Mary, great to have you with me this evening. Thank you very much, Joe. And uh, Denise, for the first time, great to have you <laughs> with me this evening. Thank you very much. So uh, Denise, you have an important role in this Walk for Life because you are the one who's doing all of the uh, legwork behind closed doors. Um, you're the person maybe that no one sees, but is as important as anyone else. <laughs> and uh, I've asked you to, to join me today again to talk a little bit about that, but also maybe um, for our listening audience, Denise, there are listeners not only in Chico, but beyond Chico and beyond the Sacramento Diocese who are unaware of maybe logistics and the details of the Walk for Life West Coast. So if you can share some of those logistics, that would be great. Absolutely. So this is the, like you said, the 10th annual Walk for Life West Coast. It takes place in San Francisco, California. It's a full weekend, but the actual walk takes place on Saturday. Mass begins at 9.30 a.m. at St. Mary's Cathedral for those interested in participating in that. And from there, people will head to the Civic Center in San Francisco where there will be guest speakers. Uh, this year, the Papal Nuncio will be there, which is awesome. very exciting. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Julia Holcomb, who is um, the ex-girlfriend of Steven Tyler, who mm, actually yes. had an abortion and is now a pro-life witness and wonderful speaker. Rebecca Buell, who actually reversed that she was in having an abortion, a chemical abortion, and was able to go and have it reversed, the, mm. um, the RU486 pill. She's a speaker. Uh, Jim and Joy Pinto will be there, and a lot of people will recognize them. They are a couple who are amazing pro-life fighters. And then the Reverend Clenard uh, Childress, who actually runs a website, www dot blackgenocide.org and he's phenomenal yeah he's the one who speaks every year he does yeah I mean, yeah he he's he gets you fired up for, oh, for, yeah. for, for, for what you're doing and, and why you're there so it sounds like a great a great list of speakers uh, the walk itself is not 
too difficult. There is a lot of standing, and the walk is approximately 1.8 miles, mm-hmm. almost two miles. But the excitement and the energy there are magnificent. Mm-hmm. Again, I haven't gone, but I've heard details. So the day, basically, we start. We have two buses that will be collecting people from the Chico and Orland area this year mm. and heading down to San Francisco and then coming back around 8 o'clock. So they leave at 6 a.m., home around 8 o'clock at night. We're excited to be able to provide this. Uh, we have plenty of scholarships available if somebody cannot afford to go. And we're still looking for a few spots on the bus. Uh, they fill up awfully quick. Yeah, and you know, uh, Denise, as you were talking about the bus, I was reminded of something that you know, I have some very close friends from the parish today that started uh, on those buses, really. And, and, you know, when you talk about an experience like this, yes, you talk about the walk itself, and, and as you talk about the Mass, so important, but it's the whole day and how you're engaging with just not members from your parish community, but also the many other folks that you meet in San Francisco. You're building up friendships, and, and this is another aspect of of what the Walk for Life West Coast is all about and why it's so important. I think that's the most beautiful part is that you go down and you start out in the night, basically in the early, early morning. And as you get to San Francisco, the clouds clear. And even in the rain, sometimes it's happened. But at the same token, there's this joy that you feel. And even though the subject is difficult because we're talking about you know, fighting against abortion, basically. But really what we're doing is we're fighting for life. Mm-hmm. And really it's a praise and it's a joy. And you, you're you in the midst of, last year it was 50,000, now we're expecting even more mm-hmm. than, than that. And it's a joyful but prayerful journey. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You, you're around so many people that are, fired up for life and love, really, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how can you lose? And, Amen. And there's so many children that are involved, families go down, and it's it's actually a beautiful witness. And I encourage anybody to go um, who is even remotely thinking about it. And I have to admit, the first time that I went, I was kind of rope-a-doped. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of somebody <laughs> said, I have a, you know, I can't go, here you go. I guess that happens a lot with me, but anyway, because yeah. <laughs> I have a hard time, you know, getting out there at first. But then once I went down the first time, it was like I was, I was hooked yeah. because the joy, the positiveness, and you really realize you can do something about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a, a beautiful witness um, to, to go down, but there's also people who can't go down. And I'm going to uh, defer to Denise on this. Yeah, so I'm one of those people who can't go down due to a, a, a back injury. So um, I feel like part of this experience, I can't go, but my friend Mary goes. Mm. I go in heart and prayerfully with the with the people that are going. Yeah, There are plenty of people out there that we receive scholarship money from who are disabled, uh, a elderly who cannot walk that far, are not capable of doing it. And we receive those scholarships. And even though those people are not there physically, they are there spiritually. They may not be seen. They may not be a part of that 50,000 from last year. 
um, possibly 75,000 mm. this mm. year. But we are there, mm -hmm. the people that can't go. We are there in spirit. And I find it very fulfilling to know that I'm represented, that my, my heart and my spirituality are represented there mm -hmm. by those people who are calmly walking for life, Amen. who are out there to calmly show that they believe not just for the babies, but also for the women yeah. who, you know, are told that this is a choice and when in actuality, it's very harmful mm -hmm. to the woman physically, mentally, and spiritually. And so we need to, you know, join together, all of us, whether we're there walking physically or not, mm -hmm. to be a part of it. We want to have a healthier world. We want our women to be healthy. And can we not see this on screen? Uh, Denise, we were talking a little bit before. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We can watch the Walk for Life on, if you have cable, on channel 233. And it's live coverage. And last year, Mary was interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, was this, is that the channel? Is that EWTN? Yes. No, it, it is EWTN, yeah. And they, yeah, will yeah. Play it, um, they will play it twice over the weekend. The only reason why I was interviewed, to be perfectly honest, is our group goes down with red heart balloons. And they happen to <laughs> notice a bunch of the kids that we brought down. And I was totally unprepared. And I was laughing. I was like trying to get somebody else. You, you go for the interview. And everyone's like, no, backing off. So it was pretty funny. But that's the thing. There was so much joy. And the kids are so excited. And th that's another thing. As Denise said, we are just a small portion of all the people behind yeah. who are here in Chico who helped get this thing going through yeah. scholarships and through prayer. Please, if you're out there, please pray for everybody who's involved with this. On both sides of the issue, to be perfectly honest, because That's right. again, granted, when it started out, they started out with, you know, um, 7,500 people who went down and now we're up to possibly, you know, 75,000. But there's also the contingent that are very, very small that are basically pro-abortion that mm -hmm. we do encounter. But as I sh share with the kids that w I go down with, first of all, we make sure that the kids are in the center and so they're not affected physically by anything that could possibly happen. But that the numbers are so small in comparison and really what people do is they just pray for the people who are angry or upset or hurt, really, you're dealing with people who have been wounded. And that's really the reality. And when you walk and you're, you're surrounded by people of faith who are singing or praying or quietly praying together or uh, verbally out loud, you just, you just encompass everybody. And so again, it's a, really you become the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. That's, that's really it. Yeah. And that's what I just wrote down, the body of Christ. <laughs> you know, Denise, when you're talking about your role and Mary, your involvement in the pro-life movement and being there in San Francisco and whatever role God might call me in, we, we are all playing a part. You know, the left hand, right hand, left foot, right foot, eye, you know, we, we are all playing a part when we belong to the body of Christ and, and do so in the spirit of, of truth. Because, yeah, when you are working on a united front, what do you have? That joy, that peace, it, it overwhelms you. Um, to see God working in 
and maybe the minutia of a red heart balloon (laughs) to get someone talking about the pro-life movement such as yourself, uh, Mary. You had said something before we came on air, Mary, that really struck me, actually, and and it was what you see in San Francisco when it comes to the religious. I have had the opportunity to go to this walk, you know, for five or six years, and I am struck by that. The number of religious sisters and brothers, priests, the number of habits, the number of conversations that take place with young men and women who might be discerning a religious vocation. This is the kind of thing that takes place when you have the body of Christ coming together in these kinds of numbers. It's striking. So God works in so many extraordinary ways. Yes, we are there, first and foremost, to bear witness to the pro-life cause. We are there to bear witness to uh, those who are the most defenseless. But God uses this moment, a day like Saturday, for so many other reasons we can't even begin to imagine. I'm glad that you said that because one of the things that is uh, something that I have grown to love and cherish in my own life is I was always seeking unique and extraordinary things and different. And um, what I have learned as I have grown in my faith and my Christian faith is that in the ordinary mm-hmm. is the extraordinary. Yes. Amen. It Amen. is in a calm, peaceful, prayerful, singing, joyful walk mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. San Francisco, whether it rains or shines, in that ordinary walk is the extraordinary because there are so many people who are like-minded, who are the body of Christ, who are there together, who are sharing together, who are there to protect the defenseless child and the woman who thinks that that's her only choice. And it goes on to even greater things, the, mm-hmm. the treatment of the elderly, the treatment of disabled, the treatment of us as human beings, as individuals. Amen. We all matter. Yeah, amen. And again, a day like this uh, puts a very bright light on all of it. And as you were noting earlier too, Mary, it is life-giving. You know, you talk about the joy. It's effusive. There's this kind of energy. I'm, I'm, I'm mindful of, uh, you know, Pope Francis's exhortation, you know, that he would title it the joy of the gospel. Because when you talk about evangelization, it is first and foremost that joy that we might exude out from that living relationship with God that evangelizes the heart. Um, and that's the work of the Holy Spirit. And so we are uh, loyal to this, this great cause. Um, and I use the word loyal intentionally because loyalty is a virtue. I mean, God was faithful to his promises, and for this reason, loyalty is a virtue. Today, you know, ladies, there's a tendency to hear the word loyalty, and, you know, I'm, well, I'm loyal to this cause or that cause, and we really hijacked what this term actually means. It's a term that's tied to our Christian faith and its origin. It's about an interior conviction to do the good, a firm resolve to do the good. Uh, yes, I will follow through on this commitment. Today, we so often say, well, I almost did this or I almost did that. Well, I'm thinking about maybe doing this. I'm thinking about going. Well, if you are listening out there and you're thinking about going, the Holy Spirit is probably putting it on your heart to go, you know, and to really look into the mirror and ask the question, am I called to go to share, ladies, and this joy and this excitement that we are talking about? Because it is something great. 
as hard as it is on one end, because of what we're talking about in abortion, there is something life-giving in the event itself. And we have to look in on that. What does that mean? We are baptized Christians and Catholics here. And if we are baptized, we are called to witness to our faith. And is there a greater cause to witness to than that of those who are the most defenseless? I know four months ago we talked about this a great deal, Mary. Uh, John Paul II said no. <laughs> you know, there really isn't. You know, we are a people that speak to a gospel of life for life, and we need to be 24-7, 365, bearing witness to this great truth. So yes, go to God, call upon the Holy Spirit, be firm in that resolve, be convicted, and enter into that dynamic of what it means to be loyal to truth, and God will amaze you on the other side of it. And you mentioned the... um the religious that are down there. We don't have an opportunity up here in Butte County to really see people who've devoted their entire lives to God and his, I mean, we, we do devote our lives to him, but in a special way that people who are taken on an order, whether it's a, a nun or a brother. And that's the beautiful thing for especially the young people to be able to interact. And I laugh because I don't know what all the orders are but each person is in their habit, and they're distinct. And so when uh, kids have come up to me, what's that one? I don't know what they yeah, represent. Yeah. <laughs> Go ask them. Yeah, and yeah. it's beautiful because the interaction, first of all, these people are filled with joy. It's not a drag at all. Mm-hmm. And they, they share the joy that they've chosen in their vocation. And it's a beautiful witness. And, you know, there have been vocations that have come out of that. Oh, yes. And yeah. it, That's it's, been highlighted, in fact, on a number of occasions. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's a beautiful, it's joyful. It, 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 to be honest, I probably wouldn't go if it wasn't fun. Yeah. I mean, I have to be honest about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Some people say, well, isn't it, you know, it's, you're scary and all. It's like, not really. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, it's fun. And plus, you get to walk down Market Street where there's no cars. Yeah. When yeah. else can you do that? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. me being, you know. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I mean, there's so many... Uh, aspects to it that do just make it uh, the, and make the day what it is. Something else, ladies, as we were talking before that I also wanted to get to here. Okay, so 10 years ago, roughly 7,500, and they're projecting somewhere around 75,000. So in 10 years, a difference of roughly 68,000. Does that not in of itself speak to the power of witness? Huh? Absolutely. Amen. Because it's just not seeing people walk down the street. It's people experiencing walking that 1.8 miles and everything that that day embodies, and then going back to the parishes and getting more. I think this is the first time that our parish has had two buses, yes? That's yes. correct. See, okay, our parish is, is an illustration of what we are talking about now. And so it just grows. You know, I remember when I was in Steubenville, the Walk for Life in Washington, D.C., the first year I went, there was 450,000. The next year, there's 550,000. Last time I went, they projected, I don't know, it was like 750,000 people. It's an extraordinary thing. I think that it's phenomenal also. And not only do we have two buses, Reading has a bus this year, from, from what I've been told. Orville is looking into getting a bus. Gridley takes buses. Mm-hmm. Um, we have people from Willows going with us. So, again, I, if I'm still doing this next year can see doing three buses. Sure, sure. I mean, and because the amount of people that continually come forward to ask the information, 
it's amazing to me. And I, I, I think it points to the, the silence that is out there that sometimes we're not loud. Maybe mm-hmm. we're not loud enough. Maybe mm-hmm. we're not out there shouting and mm-hmm. yelling. But there are so many silent witnesses. There are so many people who want to be a part of this. Yeah. And, and so the numbers are growing. This no. is about life. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really important to think about is that silent part of this. Yes, Mary goes down and has fun. I will be sitting at home praying, mm-hmm. watching. Amen. And there are many of us out there. And Denise, those prayers, the effect of those prayers, and how they really penetrate every conversation and impact, invade every conversation that the people are having during the walk for life, right? I think that's very important. And it should not be overlooked. (laughs) For everything that we have talked about up to this point, another reason why there are 75,000 people projected to go is that the tide is turning on the whole pro-life front. Amen. Amen. I think last year, we saw for the first time people believing in the majority that abortion is wrong, even if it's 53 to 47. The tide is turning. Many people spoke to the 40 imaging. Many people just spoke to a formed conscience. Whether it be faith or reason or faith and reason, the bottom line is the tide is turning. God uses everything at His disposal for us to see the intrinsic evil that abortion is, make no mistake about it, and for us to just devote our our lives to this in every way that we can, whether it be walking or whether it be the silence and quiet prayer that you were talking about, Denise, and also maybe uh, the more pure understanding of evangelization, huh? Certainly uh, the walking and the witnessing and the prayer and the quiet is his own mode of evangelization, but also that that handing on the faith. How many conversations have we had at events like this, maybe not the Walk for Life West Coast, but events like this, where God has uh, put it on our heart to evangelize those who are unevangelized, huh? Uh, and in turn, potentially catechized into a deeper understanding of what this issue is all about. Now, again, we've talked about this a great deal on other nights, but it is important to be present to all of the ways in which God is calling us to perpetually witness to this great issue, uh, pro-life. I just have to say also, um, I was born in 1963, which gives away my age, but I'm adopted. Mm. And, Mm. um, you know, maybe this world would be fine without me. Maybe not. But not. It, but it certainly <laughs> would not be what mm. it is without my children. Mm. And I am grateful to the woman who gave birth to me. I am grateful Amen. for Amen. my adoptive parents. Praise God. And uh, I used to believe in choice. Sure. I went through the academic system. I'm a biology major, and I bought into it all. Mm. And so, you know, I don't know how this sounds coming off in front of a lot of people, but but I believed what the world told me, sure. and I don't believe it anymore. I believe in the one true God. Amen. I believe in the truth that Jesus Christ came for me and would have come just for me. And I think that understanding that and knowing that is like you're saying, is the dignity of every single person, including myself. And to buy into that and to know that and to hold on to that and to understand that 
you can walk in the walk for life with 50,000 other people and show the world, be loyal to God, stand up and fight for him in a kind, loving, and fun way. Mm -hmm. Be seen. Amen. And I think that's one of the things that has come to bear is because I'm involved with pro-life and I believe it and I thank God for this, I assume everybody knows. And that's one of the things that people, when we talk about Walk for Life, they go, what are you talking about? We haven't heard about it in the ma mass media. And you're, you really have to think about this. Why are people not hearing about it? And it's a shame because where else do you have a group like in Washington, D.C. that's over a half a million people coming together, walking and bearing witness in a very peaceful, gentle, life-affirming way, and also in San Francisco that we'll see that's way over 50,000 mm -hmm. this year, mm -hmm. and yet it's not spoken of in the ma media, yeah. so people don't know about it. Really think about it. Be a part of that. If you can't go on the buses for whatever reason, don't let that stop you. Go mm -hmm. and be a part of this growing mass movement of joy and life and love. Amen, Mary. I remember last year, uh, it was one of the mainstream media outlets. They were so brash as to suggest, as there was a reporter reporting from the ground in D.C., that uh, they could not identify what was bigger, the protesters or the protesters protesting the protesters. You had <laughs> a half a million, three quarters of a million against like a thousand. It's, it really highlights what you're saying. And to go back to what you were saying, Denise, a little bit, each and every one of us are an unrepeatable, unmistakable gift from God. How much beauty has been lost in this world because of the scourge of abortion? How many priests, maybe our future president, how many mothers and fathers who would have brought more life into this world have we lost because of this scourge of abortion? If we only understood the importance that we are an unrepeatable gift. But I think that that points to all of us, how do we look at each other? Whether we agree with somebody or don't agree with somebody, we have to look beyond our sight and our understanding and go, Lord, you made this person. Help me to love this person. Amen. And really treasure, because each person's life is totally sacred, no matter what their disabilities or what their issues are. And that's something I think that really, as a, as a Christian body, we need to be looking at ourselves and how are we expressing that and how are we portraying that to the people around us? Because I think that is a key that we have to really believe that God loves us. And when we believe that, then we love others. Yeah, I mean, there is nothing so great that we can do that God is going to love us more. And at the same time, yeah. there's nothing so tragic that God is going to love us any less. God's love is absolute. It's unchanging. And what we have to realize is that truth, as it applies to all of us, applies to the person who's going to protest against life uh, on the 24th. We have to engage them, even if we see them as our enemy initially. We have to, we have to work through that and understand uh, the deeper gospel truth about loving enemy and really engaging them in that greater and higher truth that God is love, and this is what He, he demands from us, really. 
ladies, we're out of time. This really did fly by. I know, Denise, if you had any closing thoughts or any words. Um, just if you are interested in going, please go to the Walk for Life WC, West Coast, walkforlifewc.com. Look it up. Lots of information. Amen. And I just encourage you to be prayerful if you're here in town and can't go. Please pray for all those people who are down there. Amen. So, ladies, thank you for joining me this evening. I really did appreciate you guys being with me, and I know our listening audience did as well. You're very, very welcome. You're welcome. Let us close with a word of prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And God bless you. Thanks for listening to Seeds of Truth, heard every evening, Monday through Friday at 6.30 p.m. If you'd like to hear this program or find out how you can help support Seeds of Truth, the website is joeholcraft.org.